0: Good morning. A standing room only crowd packed into the Leesburg Town Council Chamber on Saturday to find out what's going to happen with the West Park Golf Course. Well, a lot of them didn't seem to like what they heard. For Tuesday, December 5th, it's your Loudon Now Morning Minute. Thanks for being with us, I'm Rince Green. The 140-acre West Park Golf Club property in Leesburg went up for sale in late summer, and recently went under contract with a home-building company called Cal Atlantic. Under current zoning, they can build 27 homes on the land by right, and that is exactly what they say they want to do. At this point, the big question appears to be whether those 27 homes will be clustered in small lots with most of the golf course preserved as green open space, or whether the whole property will be carved up into house lots. Cal Atlantic Vice President David Retu presented those two options at a meeting Saturday morning. The first would require action by the town council since clustering isn't allowed by the zoning on that property. The second option, carving the whole thing up into lots, could be done without any review by the town council. In the clustered layout, 113 acres would be preserved as open space. He said that land, too much for a 27-home HOA to maintain, would be donated to the town or to a larger HOA or even to a land trust. Leesburgers there raised a few concerns like the already severe flooding in that area, construction traffic, and a decrease in the value of homes that today are next to a golf course. Several people said they would like Cal Atlantic to walk away from the purchase, but Retu said that's unlikely. Go to loudnow.comslash morningminute morning minute to check out the whole story. In other news, the town of Percival has now launched a third investigation after interim town manager Alex Venegas alleged town attorney Sally Hankins sexually harassed him. Mayor Quazi Frazier said yesterday that Venegas made the complaint via email, and the town immediately began working with the HR department to investigate. Frazier said the town would provide more details on the situation, quote, to the greatest extent possible, end quote, and that the town is committed to finding out what happened, putting systems into place to ensure best practices going forward, and being transparent. A day after Venegas filed the complaint against Hankins, the town served him with a cease and desist order barring him from speaking with the media. Frazier said the order did not pertain to the allegations Venegas made. This marks the third ongoing investigation in the town government. There's also already the investigation into Venegas's conduct since he started as interim town manager and an audit of the investigation into police chief Cynthia McAllister that ended in Venegas firing her. McAllister has since been reinstated and is getting back pay, but remains on administrative leave until the results of the audit. The harassment complaint came the day after Venegas said in an interview that he is confident the investigation into his conduct will vindicate him if carried out independently instead of internally to the town. He also said the audit of the investigation into McAllister will show his decision was justified. The town announced on November 19th that it had heard allegations that Venegas was involved in an inappropriate personal relationship with a Georgia Knuckles, the person he hired to lead the two-month-long investigation into McAllister. That caused the town to investigate both him and audit that investigation into McAllister. It also turned out that Knuckles has a criminal history with convictions for fraud and forgery. Venegas said his relationship with Knuckles was just a good friendship and that those claims were exaggerated to take the focus off of McAllister's alleged misconduct. As to the allegation against the town attorney, Sally Hankins, she said in an email that the allegation against her is not true and that she will fully comply with the town's investigation of that complaint. Back on the topic of crowded meetings, people from around Old Ashburn have crowded into two meetings about a proposed daycare on Ashburn Road. They're concerned about an application to build a two-story, 10,575-square-foot child care center in Old Ashburn to serve 145 children. It would be a branch of the Learning Center, which has locations across the country, including several in northern Virginia already. At a planning commission public hearing last month and at a community meeting hosted by the planning commission at the Ashburn Presbyterian Church last week, they said they're worried about the impact it will have on traffic and safety around there. They're worried the applicant is trying to do too much on a lot that is less than an acre. So they were elated to hear broad-run supervisor Ron Meyer say that he's already got the votes to block this application. That was met with applause and ended the hours-long meeting at the church. The thing is, that doesn't seem to be true. A majority on the Board of Supervisors contacted the next day said they either hadn't made up their minds or hadn't even seen the application yet. This application is still in the Planning Commission. Only after that commission has had at least one more meeting and voted on a recommendation will it go to the Board of Supervisors for another public hearing, possibly some more meetings, and a final vote. The property in question is actually in the Ashburn District, across the road from Myers District. Ashburn Supervisor Ralph Bona, who was also at that meeting, said Myers' comments were extremely premature. Bona said the county still has a process to follow, and although he too has concerns about the application, it could change between now and the time the Board of Supervisors finally votes on it, which will be months from now reached the next day Meyer would not say which supervisors, if any, had committed to voting against the application. In his words, quote, what I said is going to stand by itself. I'm not going to get into the vote counting, but there's no way this passes the board of supervisors, end quote. He added the community has taken a firm position, and again, quote, at some point, people who represent the community need to lead when the community wants them to lead, end quote. And Innova Loudoun Hospital is working to reach an agreement with at least one Virginia Health Insurance Exchange participant to let people get in-network coverage at their facilities, but so far, the chances of that are looking slim. Several of the area's most active insurance providers have pulled out of Virginia's exchange market in Loudoun. Aetna, Innovation Health, and United Healthcare will not offer individuals coverage through the state's exchange in 2018. CareFirst Blue Cross Blue Shield's coverage, which does include Innova in network, is not available to Loudoun residents in the exchange. Those that remain, Kaiser Permanente and Cigna, do not include Innova in their networks. That leaves Loudoun residents on the exchanges along with tens of thousands of other people in Western Fairfax and Prince William facing the prospect of not being able to get in-network coverage at Innova facilities. Innova president and COO Mark Stodder said there is some hope that Cigna will add Innova to its list of in-network providers. Innova and Cigna do have managed care agreements for other Cigna plans, but the hospital network has not been offered a contract for covering people on the exchange. Just to be clear, this affects people who get their health insurance through the exchange, not people who have insurance through their employer. In 2017, Innova served nearly 75,000 patients in the area west of Route 123 in Fairfax who subscribed to exchange coverage. If no deal is worked out, they could need to find new doctors. Get the full story on this and all these stories over at Loudennow.com. You can also sign up for our daily newsletter to keep up with all the news. Again, it's all at Loudennow.com. On today's calendar, the Loudon campus of Northern Virginia Community College is opening its annual poinsettia sale today from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. and from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. It's at the greenhouse on campus. Many varieties of poinsettia are going for $8 per plant and proceeds support the NVCC Horticulture Club and Horticulture Technology Program. Tom Schofield, preservation planner with the town of Leesburg, will be giving a lecture on the latest historical discoveries in Leesburg's Old and Historic District and all the current research projects. It's at 7 p.m. at Thomas Bulch Library. And the Woodgrove High School Guitar and Jazz Band's Winter Concert is tonight. It's free to get in and hear the students play. It's at 7 p.m. Get the details on these events and check out the rest of the events calendar at getoutloudon.com. And if you like the Morning Minute, tell all your friends and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and we'll be waiting for you there every morning. Okay, have a great day.